welcome to Where's My Blueprint podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. We are excited to start this episode nine. We are continuing from episode eight, episode about submission and femininity. I think I said that wrong. (laughs) No, that's that's right. We're about to start it off. And before we get started, as always, we want to tell you who we are sponsored by. We are sponsored by Divine Timing. So take it away, Sunny D. Of course, of course. So this episode is presented and sponsored by Divine Timing, which is your one-stop shop for all things adulting. They have planners, a branding journal at fearforme.com. That is fear, the number four, me.com. And for all the listeners, they have a coupon code. It is W. B22. So go on there, save you a couple of coins, organize your life, and uh, have a ball. Thank you. So, as you know, we start out this episode with a quote. And this quote for this episode is Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Right? That was a little deep quote. I got a little deep on y'all. And it's February. So, you know, we have to get it all in with this love month. That amazing quote was by Rumi. We are going to get started talking about last week and I'm gonna let Nay go ahead and handle this one hey y'all hey y'all so we're gonna do this conversationally the last one was but I think we ended on a great note talking about femininity and softness and all of that so I have a little game for y'all ladies y'all ready to play cool bean hey we getting game (laughs) so I'm gonna see how I feel about some words (laughs) the facial expressions going on over here so do y'all want a little help before we play this game? A little help ain't gonna hurt. Okay. With every episode that we do, you know, we like to define what we're talking about. Kind of give you all a perimeter from the language in which we're speaking. So because we're talking about masculinity and femininity today, let's give a framework for what's masculine and what's feminine. That masculine energy and that feminine energy. So with the feminine energy, I want you to keep in mind water. Keep in mind creativity all the right brain kind of words and phrases. For masculine energy, I want you to think of fire. Think of analytical words. Also think of your left brain kind of words and situations. Y'all got that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool, cool. So I'm going to give a six word and you let me know if you think it's masculine, feminine, or neutral in energy. Okay. Y'all ready? Okay. So let's go with gutsy. Masculine. Neutral. Okay. Okay. Let's go with vulnerable. Feminine. Ooh. My initial thought is neutral. Really? Okay. Next word is 
involved masculine my gut is saying feminine and let's go (laughs) (laughs) i have a big list here so i'm gonna remember i should check (laughs) it out oh i was like i didn't know this was a competition girl masculine is a competition okay let's go with collaborative feminine neutral and innovative i'm gonna go masculine okay and the last one is authentic neutral yeah neutral no. okay ladies so collaborative and authentic were neutral gutsy and innovative were masculine and involved and vulnerable were feminine hey I'm, i don't remember that i don't remember what i, I know <laughs> but Kai and i agreed on the last one and that was it so this is done it was a study that surveyed over 65,000 people in 13 different countries, people of all different walks, and they had gave them a list of words. It was, I think, over a hundred and something words. The characters, they asked each participant to write, put the words in a box, be it masculine, feminine, or neutral. And the majority of the people pick a lot of the feminine characteristics. So over 66% of the world picked that the feminine characteristics were the ones that they would want in a leader. Hmm. And that is and- fascinating. And that was even 63% of the males. Well, it makes sense because I think of like there's an art to a woman who understands her femininity, but also can also function in her masculinity, right? And Mm -hmm. like even as a leader, you have so many different personalities under you. So if you can go back and forth, that's awesome. I feel like when you have a leader that's a male and specifically if you're a female, he, he doesn't know how to switch to being not even a feminine leader but tap into being a little softer when he's dealing with a female or when he's dealing with it doesn't even have to be a female it could be a male that's more emotional and he doesn't know how to deal with that so I could see that or just a male period because a lot of times we get into this dichotomy of males this and females this but men sometimes need to be handled softly Mm -hmm. like regardless of if they are more effeminate or they are more masculine like some of it is common decency that you would give another human being we all have emotions and we all feel things and our feelings should always be respected no matter what your gender sexual orientation sexual presentation regardless of all of that but with these words and with a study and like you said um nakai with the duality of women being more apt to tap into both of them do you all think that femininity and womanhood has gotten a bad rap over the century? I think it depends on the circumstance and in what environment or space we're speaking about womanhood and femininity. Because when it comes to like a workplace situation, yeah, I definitely think it's gotten a a bad rap because at least coming from someone who's been kind of in a corporate workspace for quite some time, the majority of our core people who work are mostly women. Mm -hmm. But the majority, if not, the majority with the exception of one manager or anybody in a leadership role are all men Mm. and I haven't seen from I don't know almost four or five years that I've been um where I am that there's been any sort of upward mobility from anyone that is not male Mm. or doesn't identify as male I think those massive that's why I think that that statistic is really fascinating that the majority votes for more feminine characteristics because I haven't been privy to that like I would like to see what that looks like because I also think we get 
get a lot of stuff done faster and more organized if there were people who, you know, embrace that uh, femininity, that softer side, that more um, empathetic nature in some instances. But I definitely think that that's that womanhood and femininity has gotten kind of a, a rap because you're supposed to be quote unquote supposed to be assertive and have those more masculine characters to get where the other leaders are. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to be doing that when it comes to having those feminine characteristics, at least not from the perspective that I'm at. Which I find is really interesting that it's the perception that you have to be more assertive. You have to be this and that for leadership, because my answer is, well, why? in some regards, because if you wanted things to get done faster, quicker, it takes things like cooperation. It takes things like understanding. It takes things like, you know, being able to be a good listener. And those aren't qualities that I, you know, think of when I think of assertive. Yes, you need to be direct. Yes, you need to be able to be concise, but it seems like it would be holistic to move to the next level in an expedient manner. I definitely think so. Okay, how are you feeling about this? Listening to both of y'all, I think both of your points are valid and interesting. In my experience, I've had more female leadership than I have male. And so I think there is an art to having, I think there is a beautiful thing to have a female as a leader. However, with a caveat, comma, (laughs) that (laughs) that female has to still have some type of assertiveness. Mm -hmm. And I say that because there's so much to being a leader and a lot of people don't realize this. There are so many levels of leadership and there's so many different um it's multifaceted right Mm -hmm. and so you have to be able to kind of be assertive when you are advocating for your team you have to then switch to oh everything is okay to know this is what my team needs where why does this team get this and my team doesn't or my team you're advocating for raises my brain also says everything can be said tactfully Mm -hmm. in a way that can be assertive but yet feminine Mm -hmm. meaning Um, I think of like, I learned this a long time ago, like the Oreo method or the sandwich method when you're talking to people of like, if you have to deliver any bad news, you kind of give, you kind of soften them up with a compliment. Here's the cream. This is the bad news. And then you end it with some type of compliment. So it's like a positive area of growth, positive, right? Yeah. And that's an art to delivering that too. That's a, that's a very specific skill. Have I seen a lot of males in my, in my experience deliver this? very well no however it's is it possible yeah but I do feel like for me it sucks that it's getting a bad rap but I think it's getting a bad rap if you don't have females as your leader so like for me I'm like I don't know if it's getting a bad rap because most of my in my in my industry it's more female oriented anyway it's like female dominant than it is male. And so even if you brought a male in, they would not be taken, I don't want to say serious, but it would be a huge disconnect because you have a male on top of, not on top of, a male. <laughs> not <laughs> literally. Freudian slip. Big time. <laughs> a male leading a group of female. And that's kind of like, whoa, the patriarchy is like, no, 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 no. This isn't going to happen. That was my long-winded way of saying, this is interesting. <laughs> Oh, that's perfectly fine because it made me think of a couple of things. So first thing, when you're talking about the tact and the assertiveness that needs to come hand in hand, I'm reading a book called The Power of Being a Woman by Michelle McKinney Hammond. And she says that femininity is definitely strength under control. Femininity is strength wrapped in a 
velvet glove. It doesn't insist on its own way, but most of the time it gets it. So to me, that's sounding like the, okay, I'm, I can still be strong, but I don't have to be like abrasive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So ladies, I have a question. We kind of touched on this previously, but if femininity is control wrapped in grace or, you know, velvet, strength wrapped in velvet, Mm-hmm. And if the majority of people, when they see the qualities listed on a flat surface, would rather have the qualities that are more attributed to a woman, why is it that as women, we feel like in order to succeed or to rise in society, be it in our personal relationships sometimes or in our employment, do we feel we have to present those more masculine characteristics and traits? The patriarchy. But- like it's about. <laughs> Um, I guess I think about like when you said how men are taken more serious if you're like assertive and if you're like this masculine, whatever, whatever. And women, we're like, we will be taken seriously if we have those uh, qualities. But the problem is, it's a double-edged sword because if you have those qualities, now you're a bitch. Now you are, oh, she's too masculine. Oh, she she just too much. But it's like, okay, well then if I'm full-blown feminine, oh, she's too soft. Oh, she needs to man up. Oh, she's so emotional. So it's like for a woman, it's a double-edged sword. You can't be too masculine, too feminine because either way it goes, somebody's going to have a problem. And so I think for me, understanding that's the, my brain stopped. Context clues. Been there. Caveat? Conundrum. Maybe conundrum. I like that word. That's a fun one. Okay, so the conundrum is how do you be in your feminine but also can operate in your mask but also as a black woman you're taught to be masculine because you have to be quote unquote this strong person kind of what we talked about last time or last episode but then switch that to now you're reprogramming and relearning yourself to now function in a feminine energy with all of this going on so it's like a million dollar question of like how yeah because my thought is in looking in this list so Some of these words don't, and not saying that you mean it as such, but they don't skew weak or fragile or anything. Like some of the words that were more feminine in nature were like committed, dependable, socially responsible, conscientious, those kind of things, multitasker. Those seem like very strong words. So I guess my thought process is, is it not that people don't want somebody with feminine characteristics? People don't want people with a vagina or who present as women because I feel like if you take these same characteristics and bundle them up in a man then he would succeed and go to the highest strengths yep oh that's the best leader my boss is amazing da, 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 da. and it's like hmm. the patriarchy which is why my initial question was has womanhood gotten a bad rap because if we take these characteristics bundle up, up in a man they're awesome so is it just by nature us being a woman for presenting and with heart that is the issue and if so how do we reclaim all that is good within us and our qualities without feeling like we have to succumb to the more masculine energy and the more masculine trait i know that wasn't a question but feel free to chime i feel like that's a loaded it's question a loaded it's a question it is and there's no one answer to it it's obviously the patriarchy it's obviously misogyny and it's centuries of both of those things because yeah. up until not too long ago, i.e. 
the mid 1900s, women couldn't even have a bank account. They couldn't open a bank account without some male figure, a father, a husband, a brother or something. So there are things that women couldn't do for a really long time. And it's, it's being perceived that women can't do such and such, or they have specific types of roles and things like that. And you also have women who perpetuate the same BS as well. Speak on that. <laughs> okay. And it frustrates me so much. And I'm like, y'all, are, are we not on the same squad? Like whose team are you playing for? Like, why isn't it that women can't be in these leadership roles and just be seen as good leaderships? Like one thing that was kind of bothers me is that whole girl boss, like phrase, mm-hmm. phrasing. like you have to put the qualifier of being a female. Like, why am I not just a boss? Mm-hmm. Like the default is masculine yeah. and it's going to take a lot of people and a lot of mental restructuring to change that language. And I would, I hope to see that in my lifetime, but I at least hope that that will be changed by the time my future children get to the age where they can be, you know, an example for someone else. Like the whole issue when people talk about Serena Williams and is she the greatest player of all time or the greatest female? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. It's always a qualifier. There's always a qualifier and it never just is. Because when I was thinking of this topic and just trying to do my own personal work of reprogramming and rechanneling everything that I thought of as masculine energy and kind of transferring it to the more feminine energy version of the same action, what kind of struck me was, and y'all let me know how you feel about this. Do you think pride and efficiency are detriments to acting in a feminine energy? I said that because when you think of the feminine energy, it's more of the collective. It's more collaborative. It's more, I don't need to have the credit for it. It doesn't have to have my name on it. If it's good for the team and the whole, that's what I'm striving for. Or let's get everybody's voice, everybody's opinion, and we go forward with the best idea that was constructed from the team as a whole to make whatever it is we want to make. So in my head, I'm thinking pride being that I want my name to be on something. I want people to know that this was my creation as well as efficiency in that it's going to take too long to get a cohesive or consensus. So let's just act in the masculine goal oriented. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. For me, pride in anything is horrible. Not horrible, but I think of the phrase pride goes before the fall. Mm -hmm. And if you are in any situation or acting in pride, there's no positive outcome that's going to come out of that. No yeah. matter if you're male, female, neutral, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was your second question? Efficiency. Thank you. <laughs> I also feel like is it feminine energy or is it just more common sense that no one person can do everything? Mm-hmm. So even if you are male, female, you still need help. You're going to need somebody to help you take this whole entire project to the finish line. You're going to need someone to be able to because you you're only a human being you can only work for so many hours until you either die or you gotta sleep you gotta eat you gotta poop you gotta take a break right but if you have a team with you that's able to be able to delegate and then do what you need to do while you focus on the creating energy and I think a lot of people don't realize that when you are in a leading position and you're the creator you're the money maker that's feminine energy that they're tapping into because as you said earlier feminine energy is creativity Mm -hmm. so if you're creating and you are 
strategizing, you're making sure that you have the money set up or like you said, setting up goals, even creating goals is a creative space or is a creative act. So it's still a part of the feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. And we all know that we're all made up of both feminine and masculine energy. But you know, there's always that one person at work that want to do everything and don't want no help and don't want to ask for help just so they could say, I did it. (laughs) And it was all my idea. We all know those kind of people. I know several of those people. But you know, I kind of, I have dual feelings in relation to that because I think I think if it's pride in relation to an individual pride, then that can be hindersome. If it's pride in your team, your collaborative effort in the moving in the right direction that ultimately the plan and you take it that seriously to be proud of being able to create or do XYZ or whatever. I don't think that that's detrimental in that particular lens, right? Mm -hmm. And as far as efficiency goes, which I don't think it's efficient to just make decisions without the collaboration and expect everybody to follow. Mm -hmm. Like now you're just doing your own thing. I don't think that's efficient. What I think is efficient is making those decisions that are more streamlined or having systems processes that help the collaborative effort get to a conclusion faster. Mm -hmm. That's more efficient to me. And in that instance, I don't think that's detrimental from that particular lens. But I think if it's just a solo, this is my company, this was my idea, you're going to put my name on the book or whatever, like that will only take you so far and it's not going to be far at all. Because like Nakai said, you can't do anything without some sort of team at all. And even if you think you're doing something by yourself, you're not. There's still a team. So like you're not doing anything by yourself ever. I get that. I really do. But let's switch it up because we've been like career-wise and everything, but we are all three strong Black women who do not operate solely in career. So what is this looking like when it pertains to relationship detrimental as hell (laughs) yeah what is detrimental expound on that pride and efficiency and maybe it's not even efficiency itself because maybe I'm just thinking of like Nakai said just common sense and and doing things that are not as complex if they don't need to be complex Mm -hmm. but there's no way you can be in a relationship with anybody whether that's a romantic relationship whether that's familial whether that's a friendship any sort of interaction with another human being is not going to be successful in the way that it should be if you you walk in pride Mm -hmm. like you just can't do that you gotta be you gotta humble yourself or somebody gonna humble you amen so especially when you're in let's say a a romantic relationship for example if you are like seriously committed long-term committed married what have you you're you're now a unit Mm -hmm. and any of those instances that I know that I've moved on my own decision-making has not been for the, the the good of the group. It hasn't been for the good of the, the unit as a whole because I'm not operating from a unit standpoint. I'm operating from a Sunny D standpoint, which isn't going to get us where we want to be. Mm-hmm. If we're going in the same direction together, we have to move together and you can't do that in pride. That reminds me of like back in the day, did y'all ever do like for field day? I had to do like raise somebody's tie your leg together. Yep. And- Mm. 
it's like three-legged race, I think. Yes, yeah, three-legged race. You did not, yeah, like the most successful ones who won were always go like left, right, left, right. And they were like in sync. They were and then the ones who didn't were like tripping and everything because they're like, no, you go, you go. No, I say this. And there's like, and it's funny if you think about it because I just have this so vivid in my mind is that these are children. I feel like we were in high school or children or whatever yeah. doing this race. Yeah. And like at this time, no one, no one stopped to say, hey, maybe if y'all work together, y'all can get to the goal. But the ones who automatically was like, hey, okay, you will say left, right, left, right. We'll go like left, right, left, right. We got it and made it to the finish line. I think it's something to say about that. Like they put their pride aside. They did something like you said, they worked in the feminine energy to ensure that they worked as a team collaborative to make it to the goal. That was just what sparked in my mind when you were talking. That's a perfect example. Perfect. So we're going to do Nay's free therapy through her co-host. <laughs> <laughs> we are not licensed. FYI. At all. Funny thing is, as out of the three of us, I'm the one with the, the license. License. <laughs> It's expired now, so don't come at me. License is expired. Work. But I she was got that knowledge. As a, I would say, strong Black woman who did spend time living and operating on her own, making her own decisions for herself and everything else, how do you switch to that feminine energy when you are coupled and take the step back and do what's best for the whole and give space for someone to operate in that masculine energy and not give them space for the formality of them to think that they have space to make the decisions and operate in that masculinity but you just do whatever you gonna do when it's all said and done like how do you how do you switch that part off especially Sunny D like you and Nikai like you yourself who are business owners who do have leadership roles like how does that happen because I your girl is struggling <laughs> Prayer and patience. Uh, I'm done with you. <laughs> that is a very empty blueprint. Yeah. With just two words. Yeah. Practice. A lot of peas. Mm. How am I going to practice when I don't know how to get my foot through the door? <laughs> I mean, not leave it open, <laughs> not <laughs> kick it down if you have to. Um, that's a really good question. I think, at least for me, I have to, to keep in mind in the very forefront of my mind, the mission and the goal of our relationship and where it is that we want to go. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there are instances where I'm the one in that more masculine role and I take the lead and make certain decisions or what have you. And then there are, are times where I'm not. And I, I think it goes back to trusting and Similar to what we talked about in the last episode, trust and over communicating and honestly, a lot of patience. I'm not even joking about that. Like, because I instinctively, that's not, if, if I, if there's something that I want to do and I've made that decision that that's what I want, that's what that is. And in a relationship situation, that's not always what is best for us. And it's the focusing on the us and the we. And that's, that's when I know those moments where I need to, it's best for us for me to step back and to let him lead or or express those masculine characteristics and in some instances it's the best if we switch that around but it's a lot of it's a lot of trust and patience at least from my personal experience i don't know how helpful that is y'all that, that's that's very it's it's a lot of biblical it, it, 
it is but i mean granted okay listeners like i am like faith-based okay so a lot of what i do and a lot of decisions that we make are rooted in our faith right and that's how we move so yeah it's gonna sound uh maybe not old testament probably more and more new testament more uh niv version at that yeah that's just how That's just, that's just kind of how we move, but we understand that though. Nakai, you got anything to help your sister out? I'm single. <laughs> Girl. That don't mean you uh, don't know how to operate with nobody else. And if so, then that's the episode that we we really gotta unpack. <laughs> Why no. you can't play nicely with others. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. I really can't. <laughs> At least not people I don't like. That's true. You know. I go back to the whole entire thing of like how black women are trained. Like we're really programmed, right? To be this strong, carry the world on your shoulders, right? To answer your question specifically, do small things. And I mean like small things of, okay, let him open the door for you. Let him be able to be quote unquote the masculine energy. So switch it off. Let him, when y'all go out, you know, say this because it just happened over the weekend. So I'm in a rental car and like one of the guys that um, went with us for to Denver, I was like, this damn rental car something's wrong with this like let me go do this so he's like well I don't want you to go home like let me pop the hood let me see what's going on because it's 12 o'clock in the morning rent a car place just closed right Mm -hmm. so he pops the hood and he's looking and looking and I'm like my brain is like well I've been trained like my 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 grandpa my grandfather and my stepdad have trained me how to check the oil how to do all of that so I'm just waiting like (sighs) and then I like end up taking over I was like oh let me see and I'm like doing everything and like he's closing like he's holding the hood up I'm like oh close the hood and like he hands it to me and I'm like oh and he's like move <laughs> so then I move out the way he shuts it or whatever but we talked about it he was like you were switching into your masculine energy where you tried to take over when I told you I had it but you did not trust that I had it damn it you mm. did not trust that I had it so you tried to step in when you stepped in you, you got your shit handed to you because the hood was too heavy for you mm-hmm. and I told you mm. I had it and so I was like whatever <laughs> so but that showed like a, that's a prime example of I was operating in masculine energy when a masculine guy was already there doing what he needed to do he just wasn't doing it at the state at the rate I wanted it done mm-hmm. so then think about that or like those small things every day are how we begin to become more feminine not don't say anything if we're gonna run into the ocean obviously not right. but understand like you got it until you don't have it. and when you don't have it that's when I switch in and then that's when I have mm-hmm. uh, cuz even with that car situation he made it look easy cuz yeah. he's masculine but you didn't realize the strength it took and mm. you didn't realize how hard it was mm. and, and girl this will preach this will preach Listen, oh, that's, that's a word mm, 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 that's a, that's I, a word I can hear the org right now right? that was a word girl almost got me to shouting yeah <laughs> that's that's an amazing listen Nakai come with the examples that was good that was real good okay so what qualities do you feel like you need to unlearn or boost in order to operate in peak feminine energy vulnerability is definitely one of my areas of growth and trusting not other people or not my partner specifically but trusting myself to actually be genuinely vulnerable because I feel like in some instances there are times where um, 
I may need to be vulnerable and my defense mechanism kicks in and prevents me from doing that. Mm -hmm. And I fall on those defense mechanisms because they're comfortable, they're familiar, and I know them. I I feel that. In the words of AA meetings, thank you for sharing. Glad to be. I feel like for sure, like Sunny D said, the vulnerability, being able to trust in others. And when I say trust, meaning trust that it will get done Mm. and don't allow my type A personality to take over. And then also the area of trust is like if I give somebody something to do, trust that it's I can't expect them to do it the way I would do it because they are not me. Mm. Also... I would say just really understanding and going a lot more in depth of feminine energy and like because that can happen in like your any relationship you're in right so understanding how it works but understanding how to really navigate it and really change the lens on it of like it's not a negative thing it's a very positive beautiful thing if you can function in it because again for me I think of feminine energy it's more attracting you're Mm -hmm. attracting to you you're like somebody said it on youtube you're attracting money to you but you can't attract money to you if you're not focusing the feminine because the feminine is received if mm. you're masculine masculine energy is a taker so money doesn't want to be taken or like things that you want has to be attracted to you but you have to be in the receiving energy to even get it and then think of it like that's why a woman is the receiver when mm-hmm. the penis goes in she is receiving him and his energy right and all his glory and all and his- <laughs> Hopefully it's all glory. Hopefully it's all glory. Some of it is. But also understanding how to utilize that and making sure that you not just communicate to people, but also communicate through love. Mm. Because you're functioning in the feminine, a lot of stuff that you're going to say isn't going to be taken harshly because it's going to be coming through love. If I'm always in a masculine, I'm like, you do this, you did this, you, you, you. And it's like, no one is listening to that because I'm blocked you out, going on, do you do versus hey this is what I noticed that's going on let's talk about it. and then being open to talk about it but also being open to receive if someone says something that doesn't sit well with you open to be able to receive and work on that that's deep all of that <laughs> all of it very last drop blue yeah. blue blue so ladies my very very last question and it's kind of kind of a summation of this this little talky talk how can we create space for the feminine energy to thrive and succeed in our and in others. All these questions are so introspective. Girl, that's a lot where I operate from. Mm-hmm. Do all the work, but sometimes don't put it in action. But that's a whole nother. <laughs> that was episode. What episode was that? Three? <laughs> three we can think on it and table it and come back for me just being able to accept it Mm -hmm. and being able to notice it and when you notice it really start to praise it like oh girl you're working in the feminine go ahead girl oh i see you really try to normalize is the word i'm looking for i was thinking along those same lines just to change this whole narrative of you know feminine energy being the weaker energy and it having something wrong with it like let's boost and amplify you know things that we women that we see operating in that feminine energy in that feminine space let's get it to where it's not going to have a negative connotation for somebody to say oh she is a girl boss because girl bosses and boy bosses are on full playing fields you know Mm -hmm. i'm gonna start saying that to men oh you a boy (laughs) you're a boy boss Mm -hmm. yeah because they'll definitely look at you crazy Mm -hmm. i'm like you're a boy boss they'll probably be like i ain't no boy i ain't no i'm a grown-ass woman don't call me a girl boss Mm. amen 
for me, it's constantly reminding myself that there is, we said in the last episode, there is strength and there is beauty in the femininity. And it isn't anything that is weak. I am a better person when I embrace those parts of myself. The assertiveness is greater. The masculine energy is necessary, but it doesn't, it's not better than or more useful than any sort of feminine energy. Can I ask a question to both of y'all? Sure. Because how do you both, and I say this because I'm about to get my own uh, therapy session in here. Um, (laughs) How do you both even go about that? Meaning, because I know you both are in relationships. So how do you allow your significant other to actually not just take the lead, but take care of you? What do they do to take care of you? Okay, in my head, those are two different questions. So do you want to know? One question and then spare it off the two. (laughs) So do you want to know how we let them do that? Or do you want to know specifically what do they do? A little bit of both because the letting part means you you communicated with him how you want to be loved and how you want to be taken care of. And then the other part is how they basically take the initiative to take care of you. I'm good in the letting him know when I need to be taken care of because I look at it as that's my right. It's my right to have you take care of me because we are in this union. We are a couple and I shouldn't have to depend on myself for my own support and emotional well-being. Like you signed up for this. This is your job. (laughs) But I'm not always good at expressing what I need in the moment. So it is sometimes a lot of, well, we've been married for seven years. Why don't you know? Which isn't fair. I'll be the first one to tell you that's not fair. But he does know like I'm on my cycle right now. Give me all of the chocolate and Nutella. Like all the hazelnut. My sweet tooth is going to be acting up. There might be time where my stomach is cramping. So he'll go and get my heating pad or he'll take the bay for me and just let me like lay on the couch and everything. So there are some things that he knows, hey, this is what she needs. And that only comes with time. And like y'all said, being vulnerable and just flat out saying, hey, this is happening. I need this. And sometimes it's so simple as I'm the biggest baby. I'll just crawl up in his lap like I'm a two-year-old child and be like, I need hug. Rub on my booty. Like <laughs> Sometimes it's sometimes that's that's it. It's literally that simple. Closed mouths don't give fed or insert other word too. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? I've noticed every day when I come home from work, he's usually, we have like, like these big, like eight foot beanbag loungers in the living room that we just kind of chill on and stuff. And he, that he's usually perched in that, in his little crevice. Right. And I'll come home from work and put my stuff down and I'm crawling in that beanbag with him. We have two other couches in the living room, all the space in the world. He is where I need to be because I need to be there and I need to cuddle for however much and don't say nothing or whatever and just be. Mm-hmm. And then we could get to, okay, what are we doing for dinner? How was your day? blah 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 it's him letting me invade his space as much as I do because I don't know if you guys have ever seen those videos on either TikTok or Instagram or whatever where the wife is like koala onto mm-hmm. the husband and he's just going about the day like mm-hmm. like that's me I'm the koala I'm I need that connection like physical connection and that was with a lot of time that was with a lot of communication that he now knows that so when I do that he just lets it be because that's what I need in that moment and to speak for myself not only that trust but not predicating new situations based on old actions from others. Mm. 
because sometimes we feel like we trust our partner, but we don't trust them completely because previously we've been hurt when we were vulnerable and open to other people. So we neglect to give them that space and that opportunity to pass or fail. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big one. Yeah, we had to have a hard conversation about that one. Girl, don't we all? (laughs) Yeah, and that conversation hurt too. As you all know, we are sponsored by another amazing business. We are sure refinement. And what we do is we help women move through their trauma and learn how to develop the self-love, self-worth, and self-belief within themselves. We can be found online at www.surerefinement.com or you can shoot us a quick email at kb at surerefinement.com or you can find us on Instagram at surerefinement underscore. She also has a code WMB20 for 20% off. So Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. And today for Moments in Melanation, we are highlighting Arian K. Long. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Twitter and Instagram don't give you pronunciations of people's names. But she is a founder and CEO of Family Box, which is a plant-based, eco-friendly product for your period and beyond. They sell menstrual cups and pads, but, and she has a healthcare background, but she is also named the 2021 Entrepreneur of the Year by iFund Women for this bomb invention. Ladies, do you want to know what she invented? Yeah. She invented a hygiene machine that leverages data and dispenses their certified products for free in rest in restrooms across the country. So I'm a I'm gonna paint a picture for it in your mind. Because she- girl got a patent. She said that an 81 year old lady told her bad bees have pets. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. So what the machine is, I know y'all have been in those restrooms where you see the little like the little dispensers where you put in some money and it dispenses out your hygiene products. Mm -hmm. Well, because of the whole panorama, she created a bot where it's no touch. So it's completely like sanitary, eco-friendly. What it looks like is you put your hand up to the box and it dispenses out your pad and it's completely free. Yes. Say thank you to her, Miss Long. Thank you. We're giving you your flowers. All of them. And if you go to familybop.com, I think it is a .com and not a dot. So that's F-E-M-L-Y.com. You can nominate a restroom partner to get one of the boxes. Really? Yes. So ladies, tell me all your thoughts because I see thoughts on your faces. I just, I love us. I I mean, I'm in awe right now. One, because I just think that is such amazing thing. And y'all both know I'm a germaphobic. So the fact that you don't even have to touch anything, I love it. And the fact that it's free, because I even think of like, sometimes you may be out and about and your period does this stupid perioding and it may come three or four days early and you like, wait a minute, bro. Damn, I don't have anything. But so just to go into the restroom and be like, yes, good, I'm ready. You know what I mean? For mm-hmm. free. Instead of having to be like, damn, I don't have a quarter. So now you got to do that awkward. Um, do you have a pad or a tampon? Yeah. Yeah. Side note, this is just me going on a rant right quick. Can we normalize women having periods and walking around with pads and tampons? Like I'm saying girl month and your mom didn't have a period. I mean, your mom had a period, hence how do you think you got here? Like, I just want that to be so normal. Yeah. I- 100% agree. And I try to do my part by normalizing 
during menstruation because I will go to the bathroom at work with a pad in my hand. I sure will walk down the hallway so I could go. What do you need? I have one of these. Do you need a pack? Because I have a couple like in the midst of the hallway. But yeah, I think that is amazing. I recommend one for I have a bathroom to nominate. Matter of fact, we got three. Go ahead. Go do it. We stand a creative inventive queen. Amen. Yeah. So I'm excited for her and Miss Wong. You have as many flowers as you deserve. I'm so excited about that. But to wrap up this episode, you know, we end every episode with an affirmation. And so our affirmation is I am perfectly created, a mixture of both masculine and feminine energies. While composed of both, I will use my feminine gifts of collaboration, cooperation, creativity, intuition, and even my sexuality slash sensuality to excel in whatever environment I am in. Okay. Beautiful. Like that. Well, thank you so much to our amazing listeners and our audience. And we are so excited that you joined us and stayed to the end on this long podcast, this episode. (laughs) (laughs) This one was a little longer. However, it had a lot of gems and had some questions in there. So I hope that you all actually ask, uh, answer those questions for yourself too, because I think those are some great introspective questions. You can follow us on all social media. You follow us on IG. Twitter. Please subscribe, comment, talk with us. We're excited to hear from you. Bye. Peace out.